0: This is the Prayer Culture Podcast, where we talk about building prayer into the lives of Bible-centric churches and individuals. I'm your host, Michael Green. I have a background in missions to the Islamic world, as well as being the founding member of Fewer More, a ministry that is dedicated to developing a deep culture of prayer within local churches and communities. My co-host, Patrick Rowe, is a board member of Fewer More, as well as being a longtime church planner in the greater Houston area and Thailand. This is the prayer culture podcast. As a reminder, the prayer culture podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button. All right, we're back with the prayer culture podcast. And today I'm at the Citizen Knack, one of my favorite places to go. In the state of Texas, probably the best place. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the greenest place. Uh, the place so. with the most rain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome, so. welcome to the oldest
1: town in Texas. The oldest
0: name. town is that right? That's Josh? what they say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Okay, the oldest town in Texas. So we're in the oldest town with the man with the longest beard, Josh Taylor here, yes. and we also have Sam, both of whom have a lot of experience. Um, in worship leading and being in churches and involved in just getting people excited about meeting with the Lord in that way.
1: Thank you. You're too kind. Yeah. Too kind.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That that was very kind, (laughs) but I'll take it. Well, and the reason I have you guys on just so everyone knows at the Citizen Knack, these guys have a prayer and worship meeting where people from all different camps come and seek the Lord's face. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's, sadly, it's an exceptional thing. It's not super common. And uh, I pray the Lord, it becomes more common. I think it is. But uh, seeing you guys heart, you have a heart for the presence of the Lord and for people to experience that. So they're not just coming to sing some formula or some pattern that they're just kind of used to. Okay, we're done with this part. Now it's time for this sermon. Now it's time for, but to like experience a true heart of worship. So in terms of facilitating That Like, hey, we're coming together, we're going to do worship, and we don't want to just show up and sing a few songs and leave without experiencing the presence of God. How do you help people enter his presence? How have you seen that work? Ooh, dang, that's a good question. Well, first let's start
1: with the citizen's definition of worship. I wanted to kind of share that, uh, so wrote it down. The citizen, we, we view worship as this. Worship is a response that comes from a lifestyle of humble devotion to Jesus. And this kind of lifestyle requires walking in grace and encouraging others to walk in their giftings. And so, really, when people walk into this building, they're walking into an environment of encouragement, you know? We want to encourage people to uh, to worship the Lord. We want to encourage people to have an encounter with the Lord. We want to encourage people to bring their gifts to the table here at the Citizen Neck. Uh, and so, when we sit down in a circle, or uh, in a big circle, or a semicircle, or uh, even in some sort of different way, as we as we kind of as we start uh, our worship time, uh, and we encourage people, we just say, "Hey, this is a place." where you can uh, interact with the Lord in a unique way that that is unique to you. You don't have to sit. You can stand. You can walk around. You can lay down. Mm -hmm. But we want you to have a genuine encounter with the Lord. Uh, And so uh, that's kind of how we start and how we like to start our worship at The Citizen is, one, already knowing in our hearts what our own definition of worship is and then encouraging others to kind of walk in uh, worshiping freely.
0: Yeah, we that do that with two sense? or more. Yeah, we do the two more. It's like, I call it instructing people in their freedom. Like, help give some guidance so people understand, hey, we're not going to be distracted if you want to pace with the Lord, if you want to be on your knees. Like, just get in it with Him. And, yeah. you know, if you are getting loud and disruptive, we can, you know, we'll, we'll address that. But, like, people aren't going to be distracted if you want to encounter the Lord. If you just want to sit, okay, like, just press in with the Lord. That's it. Yeah, because sometimes
1: you just don't. Even in a church environment, on a Sunday morning, you you don't know what those people like went through throughout the course of that day. Uh, you might know some of them, you might not know any of them. But what you're doing is you're just saying, "Hey, right where you're at is right where the Lord wants to meet you." Whether you had a great day, whether you had an awful day, whether you just screamed at your kids before you got here, whether you had an argument with your wife and you just got you know you just walked into the room, or Maybe you lost a lot of money, or you gained a lot of money, or I mean, the list—you're you lost a uh, a game and you, or you won a game, right? You want people, hey, right now, exactly where you're at, um, in your in your, just honest walk with the Lord. We want you to to sing to Him, to interact with Him, right, and have an encounter with Him. Yeah. And there's just something beautiful about that, just being real in the moment with the God of the universe and just saying, life is amazing. And I thank you for that. Or, wow, this was an extremely difficult day and I'm going to worship you in this extremely difficult moment.
0: Come on. I love that. So Sam, you, I've done some worship with you before encountered it and I just see your heart for the Lord just, and for your family, to be honest. I just love all of that about you. So how do you like, incorporate, when you're doing worship with others, that presence aspect?
2: Yeah. Uh, first off, what, 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 I, what I am finding, uh, <laughs> at the very beginning, you said they have a lot of experience leading worship. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, but in, in the short amount of time, just like kind of thinking back, like, yeah, I do. I've been able to sit under different people, starting when I was like 14 years old, sitting under different people, how they did worship, through high school, through college, my wife, Megan, and I, we were talking about this uh, last night. We said we've kind of seen almost, almost run the gamut of church health and church size. We've been to the 15-person church. We've, we've church. we've walked in the 15-person church. We've walked in the 800-person church. I have, And we've been part of like the 2,000-person church and like all these different um, Points of view and uh, cultures that we've been able to experience, just worshiping the Lord together. So we, we've we've been able to sit under and, and learn from different people. What, but when I'm, you know, kind of leading and 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 wanting to, people to experience, it starts. Uh, what I've what I'm finding more and more, it starts with a humble heart. Uh, before everybody gets there, a humble heart. And specifically being a worship pastor, having a humble and still heart before any type of gathering is near impossible if you are not careful. Because at least for, for my context, I help uh, I, on staff at a small church here in NAC. And even in a small church, something's always breaking. Something's <laughs> always needing to uh, be fixed or like, we don't know how to route this. And of course you're the only person that knows how to route it. So <laughs> you have to like jump in and, and yep. do, and that's just uh, for stuff inside the worship place, not even outside, like any type of technology. Cause you're the young guy. Oh, he must know all technology. And so anyways, trying to have a still heart and on top of that, a humble heart it, uh, before the gathering happens is incredibly important. Yeah, uh, And so I'm the Lord is kind of, like, leading me and, and teaching me, yes, in the hustle and bustle, uh, specifically of a Sunday morning, because that's typically when the worship gathering happens for, for us. A humble heart while you are moving, while or a still heart while you are doing the fixing or the, the minor things, or, you know, the, the small things that happen. But then there's a humble heart, that it starts with a humble heart, and then you start the gathering, or, or like, the gathering comes together and being reminded so often, one, who, who are we worshiping? It's not just me leading a song. I get, uh, there's, I've caught myself mm-hmm. a couple times in front of the congregation. We get to do a holy thing today. We get to join in with creation. We get to join in with the angels who are already lifting up the name of Jesus. We get to enter into that something that is already happening cosmically and the physical gets to uh, go in and participate. And we get a different seat than creation or the angels. We get a seat right next to dad and we can, we can worship him. Uh, and so viewing it, uh, again, from a humble heart in a still heart and then being reminded, what do I get to walk into? I get to walk into a holy a holy event that is happening constantly. And here's my on-ramp for today, for, for Sunday. Here's my on-ramp Yeah. for Monday morning. Here's my on-ramp mm. and I'm just going to beat Josh to it. Uh, I know he's going to talk about it, but mm. worship is not just a Sunday morning thing. I, I know the three of us and, and probably all of your listeners understand that to an extent. Uh, but if you're going to be leading worship, you better be worshiping the Lord in private. Way more than in front of the people. Because then it becomes easily can become press play and just go like autopilot. Yeah. In the secret place, in the quiet place, you are worshiping. And then that pours out. How awesome that gets to pour out on a Sunday as well. You know, like there's a special thing. So, and then going deeper into walking into his presence, uh, this is something. I'm sure, again, I'm sure y'all know, I'm just learning these things all the time. And it just, it excites me to, to share come it with on, people. Come on. Um, entering into his presence, I, I was taught kind of uh, a, a little formula. And I always preface it with, this is a formula. I'll, I'll go ahead and call it what it is. <laughs> this doesn't mean this is the only thing to do. This is the only yeah. thing you can do. But when you leave, what I found, when you leave uh, the congregation open to like, hey, you just sit in or, sit with the Lord, press in. They just kind of sit there.
0: They don't know what that means. They're, they're like, what? Yeah. Why? So, okay,
2: cool. You would probably benefit from a structure. Okay, let's do this. Like, let's walk through this together. Here's a structure. Oh, okay. I, I, you're kind of leading me through. Perfect. Whatever gets you there, we, like, we'll do it. So I was taught by this uh, elder from another church. And, and so kind of walking through Psalm 100, uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving. So we sit and ask, Lord, what am I to be thankful for today? Not... I mean, they're the easy things. Thankful for my dad, or like for my parents, for my kids. You know, the 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 easily, the, the low hanging fruit. Yeah, you, you can be thankful for that, absolutely. But there's something else that I need to be thankful for that I'm not aware of. Yeah. So would you open my eyes? Would you tell me? Would you show me? What am I to be thankful for? And I asked him this question one time. I'm just yeah, I'll just share it with you. I asked him this question one time. What am I to be thankful for? And then all I heard was be thankful for the culture that I've put you in. And I said, uh, <laughs> East Texas culture, it's hard. Church yeah. culture in East Texas is very, like, it is traditional. It, it is rooted in tradition. There's a lot of that here. And yeah. so it's, it's been really hard for me. I'm like, Dad, why, how can I be thankful for that? How can I be thankful for the culture that you put me in? And this was in the middle of so much heartbreak that was going on in our church, so much heartbreak that was going on, like just in a personal life. How, how am I to be thankful? Like why? He said, because you get a front row seat to the biggest change in people's hearts from rooted in tradition. You get to see them changed into being about my spirit and being about me. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the, for the, for the culture that you've put me in. And then like more heartbreak, more things come. I'm like, no, no, no. He told me to be thankful. So I'm going to be thankful for this what? and uh, that we get to walk in it. And so that's kind of the first thing, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Second part of uh, Psalm 100 verse four, uh, enter his courts with praise. So I've entered into the gates. Now I'm in the court with praise and then asking the question, Lord, what makes you different? Would you, would you show me what makes you different? And then just allowing him to say, this is what makes me different than everything else you've pursued. Yeah. Amen. That's what makes you different. And just kind of letting him draw me in, stilled my heart. What am I to be thankful for? What am I like? What makes you different? How can I sing your praises now? And then enter his courts with thanksgiving, uh, sorry, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise, and then stepping into what are, what, what am I to give to you? What am I to place on the altar? And like, this guy, teaching, uh, me, yeah, this guy teaching this to me, I was like, okay. When we got to the altar part, he said, the Lord is a consuming fire. The Lord is a refining fire. So, Lord, what do you want to consume? What are things that I have taken up that I shouldn't take up, that they are your burdens to bear, but I've tried to shoulder them? What, what do you want to consume? And when he reveals that, Okay. I'll put it on the altar for you to consume and for you to take back that I was not meant to carry. And an example for me is like being the sole provider of my family. All of our provision has to come through Sam. That's not the truth. It is of the Lord. Okay. Then amen. That is yours. Yeah. That is yours. And then going into the refiner's fire, what have you given me? that that you've entrusted to me to to steward, my children, my job, you know, my wife, all of these things. What have you given to me to steward? Would you refine or how do you want to refine it? And he refines it and he says, okay, go back. Here you go. Here it is again. Go and keep on going. Okay, cool. And starting that conversation, having that conversation, again, starting in a humble heart. I don't know all the answers. Father, you do. So so, let me ask you what you have to say, and then after those three, or yeah, those three things, your heart is changed, and and adjusted. Or at least mine is. Okay, what things do you want to ask the Lord? What are your requests of the Lord? And then then you can enter in that spot. Lord, this is what I'm seeing. What, what what's going on here? Like you can ask those questions with, with with your dad, that's kind of adjusted you into the right heart yeah. to ask these questions and to hear from him and say. Oh, that's what you want me to do. Okay, great. I'll do that. So um, that's what I've been led through and has drastically changed how I enter into the presence of the Lord. And so getting to teach that to a small uh, East Texas church is so amazing because I get a front seat to seeing those rooted in tradition being changed to seek the heart of the Lord. Come on. And it's been oh it's it's been it's been so beautiful to, to do that.
0: I love that model because it's like, hey, we're gonna have a scriptural model that where I'm not coming in with my agenda first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I love that. It's so good. And what you said about like be careful, it's like just resonates of guard my heart. Like as I'm going to do each thing, just make it about the Lord and ask myself, okay, I'm doing the next thing. Is it about the Lord? Or is it about me? Is mm-hmm. this media thing that I need to fix, is it about the Lord or is it about me? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's about the Lord. So let me do it with a humble, happy heart and show people the love of God as I'm doing it and ask Lord, hey, what do you want to teach me while I'm fixing this thing?
2: You know, <laughs> Or like, what do you have to say about this person? Yeah. Me, which is something that Josh has been texting or texting me. He's been teaching me a lot. And just the citizen in general, him and Than have been just awesome examples uh, of, hey, what do you, Lord, what do you have to say about this person? okay, let me encourage you. Hmm. Even as I'm helping you pick up a gate that you, this has just happened today, uh, built a gate to try and help the citizen anyways. It fell over. It was really, talk about humble heart. It humbled me very quickly to see that this morning. And uh, they just kind of helped me pick it up and then just encouraged me along the way. And here I am beating myself up and these guys are coming in hey, like, we really appreciate what you're doing. I was like, that's the last thing I thought you were going to say to me today. I, so it's just, it's been cool to, to learn from them. And um, yeah. I love that. I really just want to know
0: a little bit more like, so you, you do worship in your churches and you've been involved in leading worship in churches, but you also yeah. have been involved in this movement with The Citizen, which is, it's a little different. It's not a church, you know, it's a ministry that, multiple churches and communities of faith get involved in so just tell us like how do you foster the presence of god when you're in that context where it's it's multiple different types of camps and people gathering
1: yeah uh well uh i guess two things kind of come to mind one we always make a little bit of a plan right (laughs) and so uh before anybody arrives the three of us, or whoever is leading the worship time at the citizen, we we kind of stop and we just say, "Lord, what do you want us to do tonight?" And uh, we let Him kind of speak to us, and then we get we begin to plan uh, and kind of put together a little bit of a worship prayer, worship prayer, um, kind of a pattern, um, just to just to be somewhat prepared for the evening. And then the the second part to this is. We hold our hands open, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so sometimes we can come in here and have a plan all ready to go, and we encounter someone in the group who is going through something difficult, and we have to kind of throw an audible, and we don't do a song, prayer, song, prayer, kind of a pattern we we actually go into hey we're going to actually pray for this person for a good majority of the night and then maybe we'll worship afterwards or hey we'll do a little worship and then we'll specifically you know come after whatever a certain person may be you know whatever they may be going through or we could literally as soon as we're just about to start the lord could be like we're going to do something completely different tonight. And you're just being obedient to the voice of the Lord mm-hmm. uh, in the leading of your worship and prayer time. And so we, we really do try our best to not have prayers be just transitions, but we want the songs and the prayers to to lead uh, in kind of a narrative type of way. We're going to, you know, start somewhere and then we're going to finish somewhere. Uh, and I say that, you know, generally Because,
0: you know, we could... That is something I've noticed. So the thing is, like, it is incredibly difficult for a lot of ministries to do a worship and prayer meeting where it's not 95% worship or 95% prayer. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. seems to be a real challenge for people. I've seen that. But you guys seem to do that narrative thing, like, where, you know, it's not, you know... People are spending 90% of the time talking about their issues, and then we pray over them for a few minutes, like five minutes. Mm-hmm. You're also not doing all worship music. It's not all about the band or whoever's playing. Mm-hmm. It's a real simple setup. Like, how do you how do you get that, that? That's hard to do, and I think a lot of worship <laughs> it, people it would love take, to know. It does take a lot of
1: practice. So even like Sam was saying, it's important that you are worshiping and praying on your own, in your own home, you know, in your relationship with the Lord, if you are not actively doing that and practicing that, when you get into a a um, a position where you are leading a body of people, you will just go either into the motions because you you know and and into the motions is also can mean like from what you've just seen. Oh, well, I've seen these other people just do it like this, and so we're just gonna sing a song from the beginning to the end. Rather than when you're in your own home and you're in your secret place and you're worshipping with the with the Lord. They people some people call it a prayer closet, but there's no real closet. It's just in your in your uh, intimate time with the Lord. Closet, porch, are, man cave, right,
0: whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to
1: call it. Sometimes I sing in the bathroom uh, because I have to kind of get away from my kids, but they'll still Dad, the uh, give me, the best give, me spot, second, give me a second. Give me a second. I'm I'm practicing some worship songs in here and uh, and and I'm just I'm just singing to the Lord. Uh, and I'm I'm singing a chorus over and over, or I'm mm. singing a verse a couple times, or I'm singing the song differently. I'm doing it in a different order, or I'm just seeing if these couple songs can kind of fit together, or I, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I, I can be walking around and then a song can just come pop in my head, and I'm like, yep. oh, the Lord wants me to sing this song right now, and yep. so I'll just start singing it, and then I don't really know the whole song, you know, by heart. I just know a chorus or a verse and a chorus, and then I'll realize, oh, that kind of matches with this other song, and then I'll start to sing this song, and, and I'm singing two songs together. And so it's just in your, 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 uh, your intimate time with the Lord, you're just practicing worshiping Him uh, in kind of a spontaneous kind of way. And so then you you bring that kind of culture of your of your life into the worship setting, and then you can learn to flow. And you can play a song and even midway through you could catch eyes with Michael and Michael could be like, I have a verse and you can kinda just tell, Oh man, this guy has a verse And you just kinda give the song some space and then Michael steps up and reads the verse or I take a look at Sam and I say, Oh, Sam's got a song. Well, mm-hmm. let me kinda pull back from my song and then he comes in mm-hmm. with an, you know, I surrender all, you know, just in the in the end or in the middle of, of a song that you're playing and then you, you just let it kind of slowly, you know, kind of move and transition, and then you you finish the rest of your song, and so you just kind of learn to uh, really like read, read people, um, really learn to feel and understand what the spirit's doing in in that worship time, and then you you begin to kind of foster it and move with it and mm. flow with it.
0: you telling me there's not like a rule book where it's, this is the exact formula. No rule book. It, <laughs> Come is, on. it is good. I can say this. It
1: is really, really good and important for you to have a good grasp on the narrative that mm. uh, the Lord likes to, um, likes to work with. Right. He loves things that go from creation, you know, to fall to promise, to songs of the of Jesus, right? To songs that the Spirit then places on your heart, to what is to come, what we're supposed to be practicing and doing. It's good to, to understand that kind of a flow mm. because you don't want to be... I don't want to call it caught off guard, but you don't want to just kind of be caught in this rhythm where you're like, "Well, I only know." I mean, it's okay to only know four songs and if that's all you have at this moment, and you all you're going to do is play four songs and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't be that is. don't be um, discouraged by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do that well and then start to add songs to your repertoire, right? But you just you understand, "Oh, hey, we're talking about this particular subject. Now we don't have to go back and do a creation song again. We can move on to a oh, this is a time for a Jesus song. Oh, okay. Now we are kind of past uh, Jesus dying and, and you know, um, forgiving us of our sins. We're in, a, we're in a position as a body to be encouraged to say, you know, teach us how to do your will. And so you can go into a, a teach us how kind of a song, you know? And you, you just kind of, as a worship leader, um, as a worshiper, it's good to just complete, kind of really understand, hey, where am I at in the narrative right now? Yeah, where am I at in this story? You know, where am I at in my in my emotions and what I'm going through? Like, where does this kind of sit? Oh, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Well, I need to get back on with God as Father, and He has a will and a way and a direction for our life, right? And you know, you cannot, you just, it's good to to have a a, a bit of a foundation, a bit of a uh, of an understanding of how the Lord likes to work. So then that way as you're leading people on that worship time you can place the appropriate song in the appropriate place sure so that way it so it have it kind a plan but room
0: for the spirit to Yeah. you know have a plan with a story but then it's like okay where are we going to just make space for the spirit to do stuff mm-hmm. you know okay and how do you how do you guys do that like that's the thing like there are some practical ways you can kind of create space when you're in worship whereas like you know i was in a context for a while where it was like, hey, we do a song, then we stop, then do start again, do the next song, stop, start again, do the next song, and then we're done. And we go through that strong song, you know, verse, chorus, first chorus, bridge, done. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, some bands are at that point. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. God's good. It's not that God's not gonna work in that at all, but I have found it's been so helpful when musical worship is structured around this idea hey, we're gonna create spaces in between songs or in the middle of songs we were just going to let god do something say something um you know just does that like do you guys create space for that or how, what do you guys do generally
2: I, I say we don't create the space okay because cuz then that would at least for for me i'm just speaking on my end uh if i say hey i'm going to create the space for the lord to move then i am limiting I'm saying, okay, God, you can move after the second song. And I know that's not what you're saying at all. Okay. But
0: yeah, I, I,
2: I try to stay, stay away from that mindset and more of like kind of how Josh was saying, you know, again, starting at the home, um, how I worship the Lord. And, and sometimes he does, he also, that's it, really encouraging to hear somebody else. Say so like, hey, that happens to me in my in my bathroom. I'm like, oh, that' cool. That, that happens to me in the mudroom. <laughs> like, that's great. Right, right. Uh, but so, it, in in the gathering of the people, I think being making sure that I'm present in the in in, in the time, and not married to we have to finish the song in four to five minutes because the video is going to start right after or like something like that. It, it, it yeah. becomes very canned and very formulaic and, and yeah, but being present and, and knowing that like your, your entire team kind of you're setting up that culture in your team of, yes, we're going to sing these songs. Yeah, we we are, but I'm also going to be worshiping as well. It's not just me leading a song or being the lead singer. No, I am worshiping. And so, there, are, there have been times for me personally where we're singing the song about, it always comes back to, at least for these last couple of years, it's been the Lord's faithfulness. That's just been a theme that he's, he's brought back more and more for me. But when, when we sing about his faithfulness, I just stop singing. And I, I never know when it's gonna happen. Like, I, I don't know. But there's a certain verse or in any type of song, there might be a, a, a verse in the song or a chorus that just continues to resonate in my head. Even as we're singing, I'm like, I need to stop. I need to be humble enough to stop playing or to stop singing and just sit there and let it like, let the chorus keep on going. Yeah. Let, let the congregation sing. They should be, but being okay with not having to sing, not having to hear your own instrument or your own voice and just be able to worship the Lord in like in the gathering of the people. Yeah. And I think it's also, um, just listening to the voice of the Lord
1: while you're leading. I think that's like the real answer to your question yeah. is we mm-hmm. are we are actively in our own lives as we are yeah. doing life. We're trying to practice hearing the voice of the Lord. And so then in that time when you're leading, you are listening to the voice of the Lord. And when you hear him say, hey, hold up for a second. You're actually going to just stop for a second. When he says, hmm, play that again, or the spirit within you kind of... You know, resonates with, like Sam said, a particular verse. And you go back and you hey, did you hear what we just said? <laughs> I can't, I can't, <laughs> Let's did, sing that did again. you hear that verse? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I'm bending like uh, a tree in a hurricane. Did you, like, did you, did you visualize that inside your mind? That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Just by his love, you know? And so you, you just, as the leader, you are listening to the voice of the Lord and then you are. Taking the leap, though you might look a little crazy, <laughs> yeah. might not be and you, as perfect and refined as you, you know, as people want it to be. Mm-hmm. But you're saying, "I'm okay with looking crazy yep. for the Lord." And so let's let's dive into this crazy together, mm-hmm. and then let's see what kind of cool things happen, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> let's dive into this crazy together. So. It's like, go, it's like, it's as simple as do what God says. Pretty much. Not easy, but it's as simple as do what God says. (laughs) It's not easy. God says, hey, go this direction. It's like. But God, but, but, but. No, no, (laughs) but it's just, just go. But but the track is still going. Yeah, I know it (laughs) is. Yeah, you gotta be (laughs)
2: super, super
0: careful with tracks.
2: Yeah, you (laughs) have to be really, really
1: careful. Um, They can lock you in Mm -hmm. and not allow allow you to be free um, and not even give you space to pray or, Mm -hmm. you know, to allow interaction with the Spirit. You're just kind of like, it's time to go. It's time to stop, and then maybe after that, you like kind of go into some sort of like, you know, a little more free worship time. But mm-hmm. um, there's there's times and places, um, but I would always encourage no tracks. You know, <laughs> just go with a pad. Yeah, pad. And, and... Uh, if you don't have the full band. Hey, you gotta let that go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's you okay. Know? Um be okay with a small set? Be okay yep. with a large set? Mm-hmm. Which really, that that really is very to give.
0: That's very counterculture right
2: yeah. now.
1: It's give like, give you know. uh the spirit space to to move in your in your service. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. so it's counterculture to 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 be okay with, oh, we don't have a full band today. Okay, I don't have to hire somebody out. I, I can, just can just play, play tracks. On. It can just be or I have <laughs> to play pre- tracks because this person because everybody else is doing it because everybody else it's like, no that we just we don't have the capacity to do that. that's okay. It's only two of us. OK. Jesus going be on go. <laughs> Absolutely he can. Or like yeah, the entire sens- sound system just broke. Okay. that's yeah. fine.
1: There's just lots of pressure and <laughs> um, in comparison, and so you have to be careful not to fall into that pressure in comparison. Yeah, so that way you can administer a freeing time of mm-hmm. worship and prayer.
0: Yeah. And I mean, when we do two or more prayer meetings, we have abiding time set up so that it's like, there's some wor- there's worship included. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is either like singing a Psalm or having ambient worship instrumental or whatever. But I purposely do it where it's like, Hey, it can be as complicated as a band or it can be as simple as a Bluetooth speaker, because yeah. I want this to be repeatable for you so that you can take it to the next space in the next space we can meet God anywhere and, Mm -hmm. and a good worship band can really help facilitate that. And that's, that's a beautiful thing when a band comes together. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's also beautiful when somebody just goes up there with a guitar and just, you know, and has a pad and that's it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember last time I came to the citizen and we were doing it with two or more. There was, um, it was Sam, you, and um, what's his name, the other guy. Yeah, my friend Michael. Michael, yes, another Michael. Yeah, yeah. beautiful name. <laughs> uh, so, Michael. and basically, because it was such a simple setup, it was like that thing you were talking about, Josh. I could just look over, and I've barely even said anything to Michael. Just now met him, and we're we're going together at it, and it's mm-hmm. like, uh, he's like knows that I'm reading scripture, and I'm like, hey. We're going to start singing this. And he just starts singing it. He yep. takes it with a chorus. It's like, mm-hmm. that's beautiful to the Lord. We're just singing the Bible and enjoying the Lord. And it, it was like the spirit was helping us like understand where to go without like stopping the meeting or having an in ear to tell each other what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I see how that that flow is just so beautiful and so amazing. And um, sometimes it is simpler when you just have have a real simple setup. That's not a bad thing. So, yeah.
1: I think uh, Sam and I, we, you know, for anybody who's listening to this podcast who is a worship pastor, we just want to, I think, just encourage you to just kind of rethink your your service. Take, you know, always take some time to just kind of to to think about it, to to examine it, to look at it, to see what's happening. Uh, you know, are you using prayer as just like a filler? Right, are you using prayer in it? like, oh, you know, is your is your service, um, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, is your service uh, setup or flow? Is it is it too crowded? Right? Mm. Um, does it um does it have too many things happening in it to where you're not really giving your body the opportunity to uh, have like? An actual encounter with the Lord. Like, are you just doing announcements, and then someone's coming up and giving another little talk, and then maybe someone's coming up and giving a little Bible reading, or then maybe someone's playing a little video, or then you know maybe they're like the the pastor's coming up for a quick little mini sermon before he has his real sermon. You know, you never know what you're gonna you know kind of encounter whenever you're setting up like a worship time on a Sunday uh, morning or on a Wednesday night or even like kind of like what we're doing which is just a, a once a month kind of worship and prayer time and so just take a moment to examine what you're doing and ask yourself like is there enough space in here you know for the spirit to move you know and mm-hmm. if it's too crowded then move things out of the way then put no. them in different spots no. so that way you can you know help your body encounter the Lord. Oh, let's give them a little bit more time to worship the Lord. Mm -hmm. Let's give them, let's like, let's make this prayer time be really intentional and maybe draw people into uh, a deeper form of worship, right? Or, you know, uh, let's actually use this prayer time to then lead people into a teaching time uh, rather than, all right, the announcement video just stopped. Lord, thank you for this day. Oh my gosh, we're so glad that yeah. we're here to worship you. And then now we're gonna play one song, and then someone's gonna come. Oh, uh, Lord, uh, we we pray, we we pray, we praise you, we thank you. And then here comes you know some guy who's gonna come up and talk. You know, some um, announcer or you know uh, person who's helping helping kind of just. Hopefully help the flow. And he comes <laughs> up, and then he prays. Lord, as we just still you, just love you today, and we're going to dive back into worship. You know, and, and I mean, everyone's probably knows what I'm talking about. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but we just want you to, to just take a moment, examine your set, ask the Lord if things need to move, and how you can give your body uh, an opportunity to really encounter him. So that's, yeah. what, that's
0: what we want to see. Even uh, if... I used to do this when I did worship leading at a church. I would find wherever I could to hide before service from everyone. Yeah. And usually I'd try to grab one or two people and like, hey, come pray with me. Mm-hmm. It's like, whatever media stuff's going on, it can wait. Yep. We're going to prepare for the presence of God right now, and we're going to go hide so they can't find us. <laughs> yeah. If it's broken, I guess it's going to stay broken. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, okay, good. I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not. Uh, you look like you had something on your side.
2: Well, uh, no, there's just, there's so much freedom in that. To be able to take your your team, uh, just like from a worship leader, like a worship leader point of view, to take your team into, a, into, we have this little, it's not a green room whatsoever. It's a closet, basically. But it's like five of us just like huddled in this room. Yeah, we're, we're going to pray we're going to pray with like with each other for the body. We're going to lift up the body right now. And, um, sometimes, a, a another leader will, will have like a scripture that the Lord's just impressed on their heart. And we can share that with each other and be able to, to encourage one another. And, but, but the primary purpose of that time right before is to pray is, is to just, again, still, still our hearts to, um, get ready for the presence of the Lord. And, and, um, there's so much freedom there. There's a lot of, for me, there's been a lot of freedom that comes out of that because then nobody, I mean, everybody knows where you are, but they think, Oh, they're praying. So I can't go in there. It's like, yep, absolutely. We're we're getting, we're getting, uh, we're just, uh, humbling our hearts and stilling our hearts before, um, we gather and yeah, so much freedom in that and encouragement in that.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, um, before we go, I just, share a blurb about The Citizen. Just tell us, hey, this is what The Citizen is. We love The Citizen and we love to promote partnership with The Citizen. Sure. Uh,
1: Well, The Citizen is a, I guess you'd call it like a house of worship and prayer in Nacogdoches, Texas. Uh, Our three core focuses are spiritual health, physical health, and financial uh, health. Uh, So we host worship and prayer nights once a month. Uh, and we are actively uh, building up uh, out like hours and time slots throughout the week for this building to be open for people to come and pray at uh, and then we are actively working on getting more worship pastors involved in hosting more worship and prayer times here And so that is something that we are walking towards for our organization. And then uh, our building is very, very unique. Uh, It has a uh, potential for a commercial kitchen, and we will love to see that uh, that space be used to uh, bless the city, and also maybe uh, in the future bless the the community to maybe come in and learn how to cook. And then uh, one of our big goals is we want to start bringing in some financial teachers into this space, so. that way people in this town can learn how to maybe have um, a family mission and learn how to, you know, give and and save and spend their money uh, in a biblical way. And so um, that's kind of what uh, the citizen is trying to do in this town. And tonight, we're so happy to have you, Michael, uh, mm-hmm. lead our prayer and worship time. So thanks for coming all the way out here and doing that for us. Uh, but. Uh, you can give to our uh, our building. Um, uh, our website is thecitizenknack.com. Uh, I guess it will have listed it in the description. It, yes, <laughs> it, it thanks. The, the building does have a unique story. It does sit on top of a chemical bubble, and we are actively trying to remediate that chemical bubble. And so when you go to give to our nonprofit, you can give to two different things. You can either give to the ministry, which helps out, the Worship Prayer Nights, and all the other endeavors that we're trying to uh, accomplish. Or you can give to our remediation uh, um, kind of budget, which will go into remediating the chemical bubble that sits underneath this building. So, Or you can just pray that the Lord will completely heal Amen. that chemical bubble and that uh, maybe uh, you can pray that people will give uh, so generously to our building and will appreciate any, any of those things that yeah. we can, uh, hey. any of that help that we can get. We believe
0: in prayer, so <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> love it. Sam, I would love if you would just close us by reading that psalm you mentioned. That was so yep. powerful. I love that model. Just read it, and, and we'll close out. Absolutely. You want the whole psalm?
2: Or just that? that? The whole psalm and the nothing whole psalm? but the psalm. All right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> go for it. Uh, Yahweh be praised. A psalm of thanksgiving. Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever his faithfulness through all generations. Amen. Amen.
0: As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button.